Hello, everyone. It's Chris, Mike, and James from Canada's funniest, best, coolest podcast, Evil Men. We are doing a live show August 24th at 8 p.m. at the Paradise Theater in Toronto. It's going to be crazy. This is going to be the best night of your life because it's going to be filled with laughter, fun, Woo! surprises, and fresh <laughs> Ontario produce such as corn, apples, and berries. you got to get your tickets now. Go on Twitter or Instagram at Evil Men Pod. Click on the links. It'll take you to Eventbrite and grab your damn tickets. It's going to be awesome. Everyone and welcome back to another episode of Evil Oh, what? I thought you were going to go into um, Benny and the Jets there when you were going. Dun, dun, dun. But I you thought, had a different thing I thought it was in Van Benny Halen. and the Devil. I knew it, Chris. It was Van Halen. I got it. Yes. Nice. Hey, guys. Um, so it's, it's Chris, Mike, and James back again. What's happening? We're wrapping in. Just three men. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that we're three friends or just business associates? Mm. Interesting, because that can be that can cause problems or cause. <laughs> they do <solutions>. say <laughs> be careful mixing business with pleasure. Mm-hmm. Now That's I'm right. having a ton of pleasure recording this podcast with you guys, uh, and I am fine with mixing that pleasure with business because I think it's fun. Yeah, and to Mike, mix money. But that makes sense from you, Mike, because you also, like, you know, you use sex workers a lot, right? Yes, I use sex workers a lot. <laughs> well, we all know you are comfortable mixing business and pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's all mm -hmm. I meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doing your business with pleasure. Yes. Um, it's true. <laughs> and this podcast is ribbed for our pleasure. <laughs> well... Oh, we're friends, eh, guys? We yeah, are. man. We're friends. Absolutely. You can't fake this chemistry. That's true. ABC true. Easy as you know, one, two, three, true. Listening to this uh, Beatles podcast that I've been uh, wolfing down recently. Help. It's, it's funny to hear about how they were all suing each other, involved in multiple lawsuits after they broke up. But in different formations, they would still hang out socially. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, I would love it if that we became successful enough doing this that we could sue each other. Yeah, and yeah. still hang out. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. That would be amazing. The goal in business is to sue your friends and still hang out. Yeah, it's your friends. <laughs> it's no big deal. Yeah. You know why I'm suing you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's totally fine. And you know why I'm countersuing you? <laughs> yeah. A lawsuit is just a different way of saying, I love you. 
Hey, I wrote Let It Be. No, I wrote Let It Be. <laughs> We're only 30 years <laughs> I'm only 30 years old and the Beatles is over. How old were they? They ended young, right? I think George Harrison was 26 or 7 when it was done. He looked like so haggard and exhausted and he had like a big long beard and he was like rail thin. You yeah. know what? That genuinely makes me mad. That yeah, man. The best of his life was done at 26. Yeah. Or the best of, I don't know, you know, maybe he had Wait. better ass times in his life. You don't think the song Long Time Ago When We Were Fab was the best part of his life? <laughs> when yeah, I was reminiscing kid- about the Beatles is the best time of my life. <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved I've Got My Mind Set On You. Yeah. Uh, Huge hit. Especially, and that's a, a cover radio song, hit. too. Do you know yeah. the original, James? Uh, I know it's a cover, but I don't. I can't think of the original. It's got that. I like the George Harrison one has that tight 80s production where uh, everything in a coked up 80s studio just blasts all at once when he's like i've got my mind uh, uh, uh. you know what i mean <laughs> oh it's so good it's just like horn synth uh guitar vocals ba- blast like but it's like so tight and airtight with the production the 80s it's that like, ELO Jeff Lynn uh production yeah, oh, i yeah. love did he do ELO. it did he yeah. do it i, think, I bet yeah, he did if he did yeah so he was doing that, and then Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever, and then the tra- Traveling Wilburys albums. Yeah, man. Yeah, Fucking you know man. how you can tell Jeff Lynne produced Full Moon Fever? or Because um, it's got that ELO, like, and same with Traveling Wilburys. It's got that ELO, like, floating spaceship... Like chugging on the guitar where it's like You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just like sort of travels. Every song has like an audio watermark which goes like, This is a Jeff Lynn production. Jeff Lynn, what the fuck? Gunshot. Jeff Lynn! Rewind. Jeff Lynn. <laughs> yeah, he screams it in the background. <laughs> it goes, it goes, Jeff Lynch. I'm so tired of being lonely. Jeff Lynch. I still have some love to give. I wonder if they made that song today when Roy Orbison sings, I'm so tired of being lonely. If another Wilbury would have been like, well, you know, there's a lot of, you know, streaming adult videos these days, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, dating apps and stuff. If they would have told Roy Orbison about, you know, yeah. Tinder, yeah. Hinge, Pornhub, those kind of things. I'm so tired of being lonely. I need to look after my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you tell me? Yeah. I, I, well, the first time I heard of Roy Orbison... Was in that video where he's having sex with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> the man, Kim. he was packing heat in the downstairs area. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> woman with a big old butt. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm sing over you. Don't mean to catcall, but I'm neurodiverse. <laughs> It's okay to be neurodiverse. 
<laughs> Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman was the 1960s. Um, <laughs> I, I like big butts. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a man with just dressed in all black and sunglasses, just following a woman around and hey, making cat ever, noises. Have you ever seen Roy Orbison without his glasses on? Have we talked about this? Yes. Uh, yes. We, this is an ongoing <laughs> recurring theme. It's really yeah. funny though. Yeah. It's like a kid took a um a protractor and stabbed two holes in a line piece of paper <laughs> right beside each other. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. A candy colored Kim they call Kardashian shows me her big ass every night. <laughs> I close my eyes. You back up that ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Roy Orbison's father was named Orby Orbison <laughs> and they called him Orby too because he shows up in old weird photographs Orby, Orby. you're our only hope to give us a rock and roll crooner the government uh, is having uh, people in Congress now talking about the truth about Orbeez <laughs> <laughs> I think Roy Orbison's son is named Roy Orbison Jr. So oh, lots of great boring. names in the family. His name should have been Roy B. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roy Orbison mm. always reminds me of the uh, the medicine called Robitussin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So just to, is, for, for memory's sake, what the heck did his eyes look like? Like... Oh, sorry. You say it, Mike. Well, no, I think you, I'd say. Yeah, well, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Chris, when you said uh, like a protractor stabbing um, just little peepholes. <laughs> oh. I mean, Google yeah. it, James. I, I, uh, I recommend Googling it. You're going to see some pictures that are going to make you feel on a range of emotions going from discomfort to disgust to repulsion. <laughs> you're going to DIE laughing. Incognito window. Yes, Why? you're not... For Roy Orbison's, Orbison's eyes? eyes. Yes. Roy Orbison with that glasses. Not that bad. I mean, he doesn't look as cool as he does when he wears those sunglasses. <laughs> I think his yeah. manager made a good decision when he was like, never show the public your eyes. It definitely makes him less handsome, but pro- protractor poking a hole is not quite true. <laughs> yes, it is. Which picture are you looking at? They're I mean, terrible. Lots of them. They just look like normal eyes. Did something happen to him later in life? I'm, I'm just seeing normal eyes here. Oh, my God. Leave it to James to stick up for Roy Orbison's eyes. I'm sorry. Eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I couldn't see this coming a mile away. I know. Why did we well, guys, ask his opinion on something I that mean, clearly we got so much picture. joy about? I'm going to show you a picture. He's actually very handsome. He's one of the top most handsome men without glasses out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to send it in the chat. I don't know how to do it. I'll text you. Cut to James, like, sending us a picture of his dad, and he looks like Roy Orbison or something. <laughs> <laughs> here's, a little, see? here's a little bio. And we, we're, today's subject isn't Roy Orbison, but I will read oh, a little yeah. tiny bio here. Why did Roy Orbison wear dark sunglasses? People ask. Uh, it was said that all the Orbison children had poor eyesight growing up. That's sad. Roy used thick, corrective lenses from an early age, and was self-conscious about his appearance. He also began dyeing his almost white hair black when he was still a young what? boy. That's I cool. Didn't, wait, yeah. he was. Uh, I don't even know if the. So that's dyed black hair. 
Yeah, man. I don't even know if it's a polit- like an okay term anymore. But he was albino. <laughs> was he? He had white hair as a kid. I don't think he was albino. Can you not say albino? I have I no think, idea. I think you can. I don't know either. So, Let me check. But Mike, what do you mean? He had white hair as a kid. That's what this people also ask. Little pop up uh, tells me from the website smoothradio.com. Yeah, you can still say albino, James, and they suffer from albinism. Okay. Or albinism. Apparently, it's a common mis- uh, misconception that he was albino. Oh. oh. And he also wasn't blind. You were so quick to make that misconception. I was. Well, when I think of a kid with white hair, I go, albino, I think of powder. Yeah, you're right. How about this? Another fact. Roy Powderson. Are you guys sitting down? Uh, Uh, Roy Orbison was also known to be quiet, self-effacing, and polite. Fuck. Boring. He needed those shades for so many reasons. Here's my impression of uh, Roy Orbison singing Pretty Woman without his prescription glasses on, okay? Pretty woman. Who are you talking to? I'm not pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I got the wrong girl. I seem to have seem to have misplaced my glasses, ma'am. Uh, are you a pretty woman? <laughs> <laughs> He's like walking around with his hand in front of him, trying to feel if the woman's pretty, like feeling her face. I can't get over the idea that the Ray J and Kim Kardashian <laughs> sex tape was actually Roy Orbison and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I know, I know. Roy, or- Roy Orbison's hog's pretty good. Yeah, makes up for his eyes, I guess. Yeah, yeah just- for sure. Roy Orbison loses his glasses. He can't see a damn thing. He's blind as a bat. And then the next thing you know, he's like huddling in a doorway with a cardboard sign that says, please spare some change. I lost my glasses and I'm looking for a pretty woman. <laughs> I like the idea of Roy Orbison without his prescription glasses on. <laughs> Mr. Magoo styles stumbling into a porn set with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he didn't even know he was making the video. (laughs) Pretty woman. Whoa. (laughs) Really pretty woman. And his next album is rejected by the label because it's like, Roy, these songs are far too sexually explicit. Yeah. (laughs) This song's called In Dreams I Think of Your Ass. (laughs) Crying Over Your Ass. (laughs) Reverse cowgirl. (laughs) Going down <laughs> on you. Uh, going, cause I'm going. You know, he's like the real yeah, big yeah. ending there. He was yeah. 52. Going down on you. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was only 52 years old when he fucking decided to die. No way. Yeah, man. What's How did he die? These young rockers. <laughs> <laughs> he was, it says here he was killed by a pretty woman. No, he had a heart attack. Ah. <laughs> well, a yeah. pretty woman was inside his chest squeezing his heart. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I always man. thought he was I'm like I'm literally 70. so tired of being lonely. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm so tired of having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm so tired of my heart that works. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> say goodbye to Roy. <laughs> That's so mean. I really 
You know what? Another, sad about that. Another uh, link with Kim Kardashian and Roy Orbison is in that Kim Kardashian that famous sex tape. It's crazy because they just they're listening to Pretty Woman, they're listening to Blue Bayou, <laughs> they're listening to In Dreams, yeah, um, uh, Sweet Dreams, and also the Linda yeah. Ronstadt cover of Blue Bayou. Absolutely, well. yeah. It's unexpected, an unexpected soundtrack. I know. It, you, you, when you watch the Ray J. Kim Kardashian sex tape, you just don't expect. 35 minutes of Roy Orbison to be playing yeah. in the background. And every time a new song starts after the old one fades away, you see Ray J go, yes, I love this Roy Orbison song. And he gets a little more excited and into the, the sex. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it's weird right. like when he's like in the middle of doing it with her, he always like has to pull out and go and put more money in the jukebox and keep selecting the old Roy Orbison 45s to play while and then he goes back to the bed. <laughs> Like in the sex video of Ray J and Kim Kardashian when they cut to the jukebox picking the Roy Orbison yeah. 45 and putting it down. And then the waiter bringing the milkshake going, milkshake for Mr. Ray J? Yeah, and then while they're doing it, they drink out of two different straws in the same Well, Ray J dips his dick in the milkshake and then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not going to say <laughs> We don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Ray J has some very expensive lawyers. Yeah. And the estate of Roy Orbison is going to take us to court. Now, my well, client, Mr. Ray J, never put milkshake on the tip of his wang dang doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had never heard of Ray J prior to the sex tape, and I've I don't know him in any other context. I've never listened to one of his one of his songs. The only time <laughs> I've heard about him was in L.A. during traffic. Everybody seems to get Road Rage J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ray J. Remember that freaking guy, uh, Jimmy Ray? <laughs> uh, Who wants oh, to know? Like yeah, Jimmy Hart. Oh, Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. No. Jimmy Ray was a singer in maybe around the turn of the century who had a song in the 1900s. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eight Leia. and uh, you know a song what? that was like, "Are you Jimmy Ray? Who wants to know? Who wants to know?" And he kind of looked like a greaser from The Outsiders. So you should look at his latest headshot. It's on his Wikipedia page. Who? Jimmy Ray. Jimmy, Jimmy Ray. Ray. He's looking great. Oh, for fifty two. He's Whoa, the he's, same age as Roy Orbison when he died? Well, he's one Ray year older. Jay, Jimmy Ray, look out. <laughs> he outlived Roy, actually, yeah. Yeah, he looks actually really good. I'm not going to sing about pretty women. Oh, that was an done Roy Orbison. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was one of those British guys who was kind of big in Britain, and that was his one song over here. Yeah, like, I feel Jimmy like Ray. from the same era-ish, Robbie... Williams or something? He was like the biggest example for he sure. Had one he was huge in England. In Canada. And I think the whole world. But in North America. DJ? Yeah. Or what was the group he was in? The Shouted Take shout Five or something? <laughs> but his fame was like, it seemed like such a bigger deal when you see take, him take that. talked about in the UK. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. I think that's Take That. Okay. Yeah, they were like way bigger. No way. What, was there an Irish boy band as well called like Lads? Yeah, We Lads or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I remember them totally. Let me look it up. Irish boy Irish. band. 
This is the Googling thing. Boy Zone. We're the We IRA fellas. <laughs> Am I thinking of the same Boy Zone guy? Is the Boy one. Zone. I don't know if oh, I'm thinking Life. of the same guy now. I do have a question for you guys. What oh. is your favorite boy band song? Because I'll tell you what. When when Mike, when we did the episode about Lou Pearlman, the manager of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, and we harmonized I Want It That Way. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. about that all the time. I think that song's I love that song. And I think that would be my favorite boyfriend boy boyfriend song. That's a favorite boy boyfriend band song. song. <laughs> I want it that way. It's incredible. Yeah, it's good. I think it's incredible. I'll have to agree. I will say also End of the Road by Boys to Men is is quite a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quite an amazing song. You're thinking of this road coming to an At end. The end of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris, do you have a favorite boy band song? It, oh, sorry, I was just doing some research. It was Millennium I was thinking about <laughs> by Robbie <laughs> Williams. But Rock DJ Rules. That song's awesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. Millennium. Chris. <laughs> oh, so mine is uh, Step by Step by New Kids on the Block. I'm oh, going way back. Oh, taking it back. But you know what? Right. It's pretty much in my head all the time since like 1989 or 90 or step whatever. Step by step, ooh girl. Ooh baby. Can, can you name all the steps, Chris? <laughs> yeah, and I could do the voices too. They go do it. Step one, one, one. We can have lots of fun. <laughs> step two, two, two. There's so much we can do. Step three, three. Step four. The member. I can give you more. Step five. Don't you know that the time is right? <laughs> oh, man. Well done. That's all the steps. All the steps <laughs> of love. Five steps. Yeah, it's really good. Step by step, step by step, girl. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the way those guys look these days, though? I'd be surprised if they can make it to step three without having uh, to take a sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing. I picture them trying to take their steps so they have baggy, saggy, uh, white briefs on with the butt part hanging down. You guys go on to step four and five without me. And they're using a walker and they're not wearing pants and they're wearing black socks with brown shoes. But they got hairy, skinny legs and two big Hanes underwear. I don't know. All right. Sounds good, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, I went way back in time, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> what? Oh God! Look at all the Wahlbergs. There's a picture here. There's the chef who owns the burgers. Wahlburgers. There's Mark and Donnie, and Donnie is hugging. Do you want to see this picture? Uh, yeah. Did you ever see the Wahlburgers guy? Oh, their mm-hmm. mother died. Damn, like two years ago. So I now know that th- was hard for Mark. You know, that was really hard for Mac. It's hard. <clears throat> um, yeah, I wonder if it was hard for Donnie and the Wahlburgers guy's name is Paul. Paul Wahlberg. <gasps> Paul Wahlberg, mall cop. <laughs> Paul Wahlberg, mall cop. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking at Paul Wahlberg here. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, my he's god! Australian. He's not a hot guy. Paul Wahlberg, Mark, what the hell happened? Mark does like 
You've got all the good-looking genes. I'm going to I'm going to be a famous singer and actor. I'm going to be a famous singer and actor too, and I will make hamburgers. <laughs> and you know what? When you see them, you if you were their parents, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's probably a good move yeah. for you, Paul. Get the fuck away from the stage. Go over by that big hunk of meat over there." <laughs> Mark, great ripping, Dorney. Great baggers, Paul. I made you a sirloin burger, <laughs> just like the way you like it. I don't know. I do Boston anymore. I just got lost. Yeah, Boston. Mark's, Mark's like shirtless and doing like really intense uh, dance rehearsal. And Paul comes in. I made you a sirloin burger, Mark. Yeah. Hey, Mark, I made you a sirloin burger, just the way you like it. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> feel it, feel it. We already went down the like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch road. Like during it is the, funny our live one. Yeah, Mike, I think you cut out. Yeah, have you been talking? Because we have not been hearing you. Oh, a siren went by, and then I turned my mic off, and now I'm back, boys. Don't worry. The cops killed that man. <clears throat> Yo, turn your mic off. Um, that's the new. Uh, when we don't want Mike to talk any- anymore on the uh, podcast, we call it turning the mic off. <laughs> I've been turned off. <laughs> no, but I was enjoying the uh, the Wahlburger riff that you guys were going on that I was trying to participate in, but I couldn't. <laughs> but crime was happening outside. Oh, I would love to joke right now, but someone was stabbed outside. I'm the only boy who can't riff because my mic is off. <laughs> can't riff because there's crime outside. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> oh, my God. Check it out. Thursday, August 24th in Toronto, the Evil Men pod is going live at the Paradise Theater here in Toronto City, Ontario, Canada. Man, that place is so cool. I know, fool. I'm going to see you there, right? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> oh, damn. That's Evil Men pod live Thursday, August 24th at the Paradise Theater here in Toronto. To get the ticks, go to their Instagram, Evil Men pod, or Twitter, Evil Men pod, and click on the link. I'll see you there. Yeah, man. You'll see me there. Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon, everybody. Patreon.com slash Evil Men. Two bonus episodes a month. You get on our Discord with us. And you also get 15% off to our live show, August 24th at the Paradise Theater. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Evil Men. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Now, Mr. Hartnett, before I see you trying to sneak away into the night uh, to vanish and do whatever it is you get up to during the nighttime hours, I have to call you back to your mic because this week you have selected the evil man who is the subject of the episode. Who is it? Well, um, it's a pretty interesting one. Um, We've had a lot of pretty interesting topics over the course of this podcast. Uh, You know... um, Chris has done some Greek mythology. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did um, Sidney Gottlieb, the creator of the MK Ultra program. Um, Alex Jones, like we've done a lot of really interesting things. Mike's picked a lot of really interesting historical figures. 
So um, I went with a bit of a heavy hitter. Okay. Uh, a certain guy called Ken. Ken Jennings? Ken no, from Street Fighter? No, again. Ken from Barbie. No what? way. Really? And you might think, oh, is this just a ploy to <laughs> do a topic about a billion dollar movie? No, it's not. Okay. Yeah, this is a passion project for you, this episode. This one comes from the heart. <laughs> exactly. You're not a just, shill for the corporate world. You're a you're an no, artist. I'm not picking Ken because there's a huge movie right now and Yeah. That might draw listeners or no. I just thought even I happen. I had this plan before I even knew the Barbie was coming out. Yeah, anyone who knows plan? James, yeah, James, yeah. you're always talking when we're off mic. When you're just relaxing, socializing, you're always yeah. talking about Ken, and that's just yeah. the way you are. Yeah, and the three of us are immersed in doll culture and doll talk. Like honestly, for our listeners, like yeah, James. Has been wanting to talk about Ken since before we even had the Evil Men podcast. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> when the three of us have a few drinks, it inevitably oh, yeah. drifts back to the history of dolls and <laughs> especially male dolls. So I like yeah. how you said drinks and drifts in the same sentence. It made me picture a river of beer. Whoa. I, I said drinks and what? Drifts. Drifts. The, the conversation drifts. Oh, okay. Oh, a river of beer. Hm. I'm I'm Sign listening very intently tonight. <laughs> so let's so talk- much so that your intro into the evil man Ken sounds like poetry to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Ken. Um, I, I'm let's nervous. talk about Ken. Bing, bing. <laughs> Sorry, let's talk Mike. about you and me. Well, I'm nervous we're going to find out that the guy's a goddamn motherfucking bastard. And I'm, I, it makes well, me feel be nervous. Can we go back and hear James sing, let's talk about you and me? That was amazing. <laughs> let's talk about Ken, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> God, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. I don't know how you do it. I, I can really do some runs, you know. I think you like '90s R&B really good, really much. Yeah, you know, I do. Okay, so anyways, Mike couldn't believe Ken is an evil bastard. No, and, and I, I'm just gonna tell our listeners right off the hop here. Um, I'm gonna try not to do any Barbie movie spoilers, and when I when I might um, imply some, I will warn you with plenty of time. So don't worry. You can relax if you're just sort of lying there in bed with your wife or husband or lover. You can just relax and close your eyes and I'll give you warning that Barbie uh, movie to- spoilers sounds like something you can get for a limited time at Jack Astor's. <laughs> get half price appies and Barbie movie spoilers. <laughs> Another important thing about these spoilers, and James, I think it's really responsible of you to do this. The last thing we want as a show is a listener listening to this, hearing a spoiler about the Barbie movie, and then they do the worst thing possible. They open their bedside drawer, take out a gun, blow their brains out. (laughs) We don't want that to happen. Well, Mike, let me tell you what. On the darn Discord, when we had um, 
<laughs> and it's Esmeron. I wasn't yes. even thinking about it. And I revealed some cameos on Barbie and I did give mild spoilers and some people let me hear it. They said, hey, dude, you freaking spoiled Barbie. And Didn't I went, you just say oh, that shit. some people played like Mattel execs and that's it? Pretty much. But it was enough that they were a little annoyed. So huh. I'm going to warn you. Don't worry. All right. Hey, dude, you fucking spoiled Barbie for me. <laughs> <laughs> you told me Rob Brydon's in it? I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Fuck, dude. You know, yeah. someone told That's me that. That's fucking messed up. Someone told me that was Margot Robbie's uh, insistence that Rob Brydon be in it. Margot Robbie's cool. I, I think she's cool. I agree. Not that she needs my approval. She's it, doing fine. It but, was her uh, what? She it was her, upon her insistence that they cast Rob Brydon in a cameo. Oh, sweet. You know, she's think of her too in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She was so good in that. Yeah, man. She's the Wolf best. Of Wall Street. She rocks. Okay. Yeah, she rules. Let me tell you the story of a little doll called Ken. <laughs> uh, so let me take you back to the a 19- little doll, man. 1950s. Uh, I think the tax rate for the wealthiest people in America was like like 90% and everyone goes, oh, America was better then. Well, guess what? Oh, that's probably why. Uh, anyway, also at the time, most dolls were just baby dolls. Okay. So most right. dolls at the time that the companies were selling to little <laughs> kids were just little babies. You Wait, know, you think of a, so you know, adults were like, mm. what am I supposed to play with? <laughs> exactly. Wait, so you couldn't walk into a store and be like, I'll take a man doll, please. <laughs> you literally, literally couldn't do that. <laughs> That's awful. It it's actually makes me freaking sick. Yeah. So like a guy walks into a store, his wife buys Barbie, and then the husband goes, Hey, who's uh who does Barbie have sex with though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they would be like, uh, we don't know. So it's the 1950s. Kids are going, oh, there's only baby dolls. Fun. But there was a woman named Ruth Handler, and she noticed that her daughter was sort of playing with little made-up paper dolls, and she was pretending these dolls were adults. Now, how That's about that? fucking insane. So Ruth has a little light go on over her head, and she goes, I might have found a gap in the bloody market here. <laughs> now- as a stroke of luck, Ruth also remembered that she was married to the co-founder of Mattel. Oh, oh, maybe she should ask him. Exactly. It's like the ultimate stroke of luck. <laughs> so she says to her husband, hey, what about an adult teen girl doll? In which way? <laughs> Has and she gone through puberty yet? I want details. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the adult? <laughs> um, and get this. Her husband at first was like, no, honey, shut up. I don't know if he said shut up, but he was like, no, Ruth, for Christ's sake. Um, adult sorry. dolls are for uh, commie Russians. Honey, <laughs> I'm having a very important meeting with the fellows about dinky cars. Now, please make yourself <laughs> scarce. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dear, be a, be a good uh, little sweetie and get us a coffee. We're talking about dinky cars over here. <laughs> um, 
But Ruth, she went to Germany and, and noticed that there was like an adult doll there. And of course there was in Germany. She, yeah, oh probably. My God. It was probably for, you know, it was probably pee on your pee on your husband dolly or something. It was probably um, a doll of Iggy Pop and David Bowie. Mm, yeah. Or David Hasselhoff. Oh, right. Popular in Germany. So she persisted, and in 1959... Nevertheless, uh, she persisted. Yes, and in 1959, uh, she got a doll made by Mattel called Barbie, named after their daughter, Karen. Just kidding. Named after their daughter, Barbara. (laughs) But now here's an interesting... That's amazing, actually. And and Barbie's a whole different topic. Obviously, it blew up, became... I don't know. It's got to be one of the biggest dolls of all time. Probably the the biggest. Well, you know how people think that there are aliens already on Earth? Yeah. It's getting confusing for them because we haven't met them yet because they just keep trying to talk to Barbies. Right. <laughs> yeah. They love them. That's oh, how man. many there are on Earth. They think they run the planet, not us. <laughs> um, but we're not really talking about Barbie today. We're talking about Ken. Um so Barbie's been out for a couple years and people, they're loving Barbie. They're playing with Barbie. They're, you know, having fun with her. But they started complaining about Barbie's singledom. You know, they're like, why is Barbie single? You know, this is an adult. Why doesn't Barbie have a, I guess, a romantic life? Yes. So Ruth thought, well, fuck it. And Ruth created Ken, named after her son. Now, what the hell? So wait, Barbie so, is <laughs> in love yeah. with her brother? That's what I thought too. It's a little weird. You name Barbie after your daughter, Ken after your son. They are boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, what's what the hell is uh, Ruth thinking? What's is that her name? Who's the Ruth? Ruth? Yes, yeah. She's got a messed up mind and sick thoughts. Yeah, Ooh, so Mike, sick you better that hope she we don't named have any- a chocolate bar after an infant version of herself, baby Ruth. <laughs> Mike, I hope for your sake there's no big Barbie heads listening because you might be uh, in big trouble. By the way, you know, I went to see Barbie. It was like packed with all these people wearing pink and uh, just so excited like for Justin Barbie. Trudeau. And Justin Trudeau. Yes. Recently no. single and out on the town going to see Barbie. With his son in that picture? It was really not clear who the young man was in the picture. I assumed it was his son. I think it was Why his son. Be? I yeah. hope it was his son. Why do you hope it was his son? Well, I don't know. Because who else is it? Ollie's <laughs> single now. Well, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's single. He's, he's picking up a street hustler to go see Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> By the Rideau Canal. <laughs> Would you guys wear pink when you go see Barbie? Like Justin? Shit, dude. I wear pink when I go to see Halloween 6. Mike Myers' <laughs> returns. <laughs> Hey, Mike, you're wearing a t-shirt that says Made in Toronto. Oh, I'm wearing pink shorts. Oh, those are the shorts that inspired your joke. And he's also wearing pink shorts. Mike, yes. you are, you and Justin Trudeau may have a lot in common. We do, and I also have a scab on my forehead, just like him. Mike, nice. get your ass, your pink ass, to Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, now, I bet you guys didn't know this. The original Ken, he always claimed he was nothing like his namesake toy. The son. Um, Whoa, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quote, Ken doll is Malibu. 
he told the Los Angeles Times in 1989. He goes to the beach and surfs. He is all these perfect American things. But as a teen, the real Ken, quote, played the piano and went to movies with subtitles. I was a nerd, <laughs> a real nerd, he explains. All the girls thought I was a jerk. A jerk? Yeah. He just had to get out, get that out there to the public. Yeah, he, he liked Hey, you know what? I'm not as awesome collection. as the doll. I, I... <laughs> That'd be amazing if the doll was like the real Ken. It was like, Barbie is this cool, like, California babe, and her boyfriend is a pretentious art snob who only likes German <laughs> expressionist films. <laughs> and they have to create a bunch of other girl dolls to gossip about how, <laughs> why the hell she must love him a lot or something. <laughs> also, unlike the Ken doll, I have a not a smooth flap where my genitals are. Well, Mike, we're actually getting to that. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, I've got a big hose. <clears throat> The Ken doll would never understand a Kurosawa film. And that is why I am different. Well, according to a 2009 book called Toy Monster, The Big Bad World of Mattel, the real Ken reportedly grew up embarrassed and humiliated by having an anatomically incorrect body doll named after him with no hint of genitalia. No. <laughs> yeah, according to this book. <clears throat> However, his mother Ken should have, told, yeah. Hmm, the mom's just a just doll, given, dude. For 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 her son's mental health and self esteem, Ruth should have given the Ken doll a big fat monster cock. Yeah, <laughs> a, a Ken doll with a huge dick that watches Seven Samurai. So, um. Ken also told the L.A. Times that despite thinking Barbie was quote a bimbo he got such Damn. a quote kick out of seeing little girls line up outside his mother-in-law's wyoming home in 1963 to meet the real ken yeah i get a kick out of that i guess hey yep hello so if there was a then he showed doll. them his real penis <laughs> <laughs> see <laughs> now get out of here scram get back on the tour bus i wonder if he had any trysts where the woman was like so, are you? I hope you're not just a flat plastic down there. <laughs> well, here's he's like, no. Oh, Mike is showing us a picture of the real Ken. He's, he's got, got a, kind of a, a, a chin strap, strap beard. beard. <laughs> he looks like he's in the band Stain. <clears throat> he looks like Ryan Gosling if Ryan Gosling was playing a character who has to describe. He looks like Ryan Gosling if Ryan Gosling was playing a character who has to disguise himself as an Amish farmer because he's being wanted by the mob or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, there is a Ryan Gosling character in there. It's just not the Ken we've seen. Yeah. Now, gentlemen, did you know that Ken has a full name? Kenneth? No. Yes. Any guesses on his last name? Let's see. Saul? <laughs> his, uh, his name is Ken... Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I'm going to say Ken, and his last name is like Gagnon. He's a Frenchman. Ooh. Like Kenneth that. Sean Carson. <laughs> okay. I wonder how they came up with that. Kenneth Carson. Well, I guess Johnny Carson. Oh, no, it's before Johnny Carson, I guess. Yeah. Maybe Sean Maybe and Carson white... were like Barbie's other brothers. Barbie? Uh, that is some weird wild stuff. It feels like it's just the whitest name they could come up with, I guess. Um, Ken stands 12 inches tall. 
which is half an inch taller than Barbie. Oh, no fair. Okay. Yeah. And um, Ruth and designer Charlotte Johnson, they wanted Ken to stand out from Barbie in other ways as well. The two advocated for Ken to have some sort of genitalia. Quote, if no, if no actual penis, then at least a bulge in his trousers, according to Esquire. But the squeamish male executives did not agree. So Ken's smooth groin area was a compromise that the two parties reached. That's wild because from day one, I assume Barbie had those famous breasts that she's so you know well known for. But Ken was never allowed to even have the merest hint of a penis. <laughs> did people ever bug the real Barbie and ask her if she didn't have any labia? <laughs> That's a great question. I, I didn't do Barbie research because I'm just looking up Ken, but I wonder... Also, this guy is probably growing up with so much money, right? Because Barbie was obviously a gigantic You got to think, right? So it's like, you know, you, you weigh the pros and cons of like this character, maybe that is like a fictionalized version of you, doesn't have a penis, but you're also, you're a billionaire and uh, you just sleep on a pile of money every night. And uh, yeah, if I was the real Ken's mom, I would have told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would have too. I made a. I made like the two biggest, the biggest doll in the world, and you don't even have to work ever again. So he doesn't have a dick because it's a doll for kids. You stupid idiot. Yeah, it's for literal ten year olds. You want to put an actual wang on that? I hate you, mother. And I'm going to leave the house now and go see the latest Bergman film. (laughs) He wrote a song called. If you want it, then you got to put a wang on it. <laughs> so imagine this conference. Put your hands up. Put your wangs on, Ken. <laughs> Do you think that the Mattel board had this like really like a, a full all night meeting? They're all like sweating and arguing and smoking about like whether to give Ken a, a little <laughs> nub of a penis. I, I bet they actually did. Well, where are we? I'm team no wang on Ken. Who's with me? Think about it, Mike. Then you have then you open the whole can of worms about is Ken circumcised or not? Well, the same guys who were uh, having a meeting earlier about dinky cars are now having a meeting late at night <laughs> about actual dinkies. <laughs> I bet he would have been circumcised too, right? Because of the, the Handler family. I believe they're a Jewish family. So... Uh... You know, that could have also in the 50s caused quite a problem in America, which was... And they wouldn't have liked that in Europe, the, circum- the circumcised wang. There would have been two different Kens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, it makes you think. Anyway, um, but uh, so in the early days, people really didn't give a damn about Ken. He was a real afterthought. God. In her book, Forever Barbie, the unauthorized biography of a real doll, a writer named M.G. Lord, weird name, writes that Ken was, quote, a drip with seriously abridged genitalia who wasn't very important in Barbie's life. And, you know, she was right. Ken kind of sucked as a doll at first, you know, as opposed to now where Ken dolls are very cool. So he was just merely Um, an accessory to the star of the show. When Ken came out, his arms didn't bend, and his at first his hair was made of felt rather than plastic. Like he just sucked as a doll. 
But um, they ended up doing a lot of variations of different kinds of Kens. You know, there's been over a hundred different Ken looks since his release. Uh, oh. Usually, they complement the new Barbies. I can give you guys a few examples of some interesting versions of Ken over yes, the years. Please. Well, Michael, I think you'd like this one as a 60s music nut. <laughs> there was a mod hair Ken. What? And he had a massive mop of hair, extra long side sideburns, and a white turtleneck with a brown blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about this one? Now, this one's actually I'm looking kind of at him. He looks amazing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He looks like how- Mike. <laughs> oh, I think we now have a new nickname for Mike, Mod Hair Ken. Mod Hair Ken. Um, in 1979, they released actually a kind of a sexy Ken, Sun Lovin' Malibu Ken, and he had aqua swim trunks that hid tan lines. Ken? That's kind of like... Oh, here I see him. Erotic. Yeah. yeah see he's tan lines on a very Ken? Sun tan lines Ken? <laughs> Dan like no, it's sun loving Malibu. He, Ken. Heat stroke Ken. <laughs> I, I guess Ken does have a tuchus though. Oh God, it's if it, it was like, did you mean to see say tan lines men? And then I clicked on that, <laughs> and these are not Ken dolls. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh my God, I'm looking at tan lines Ken. It's so funny. He's got the white skin where the bathing suit would go. Um, that's weird. That's actually, I'm going to, you know what? I'm calling out Mattel on that one. That's weird to give Ken tan lines. Yeah, they don't give him a wang, but they give him a tan line, but. Um, uh, oh, look at here. They got big, uh, what's it? They got this huge V-neck from Club Monaco, Ken. Nice. (laughs) Well, in the 90s, there was a Ken called Totally Hair Ken. It <laughs> okay, came with a out. long, unkempt mane, real hair gel, and a small comb that his owners could use to style his hair however he wanted. Oh my real God, hair gel. amazing. I'm looking at it. Yeah, he had puffy purple pants and a button down with a popped collar. His but hair t- looks like the hair that comes with the uh, Michael Myers wig that... Uh, <laughs> that was the William Shatner That's mask really weird Myers to squirt wears. a tiny bit of real hair gel in a <laughs> tiny comb and comb your Ken doll's hair. He looks like Joey Lawrence, like uh, Blossom era Joey yeah. Lawrence kind oh. of. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Um, Want to know about the most controversial Ken of all time? Yes. <laughs> that Did would he come probably out during the Trump era. <laughs> or is this Al Qaeda yeah. uh, Ken? <laughs> Who supported the 9-11 attacks? Al Kenda. Al I love the idea of yeah, they have to sell him with like a cockpit of an airplane. <laughs> yeah. And he would have uh, he it came with a little video of him sitting cross-legged in a cave with a machine gun making a speech. <laughs> um what is it, James? I'm excited. He's called Sugar Daddy Ken. Oh, I see. And this Ken was released in 2010. Uh, He cost $82, and he was part of a Barbie collector line aimed at adults. Oh, I just Mm -hmm. got the spoiler from the Ennis episode visually spoiled for me. Okay. Well, 
Also, he's an to older Mad- Ken. Yes, he 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 exemplified Palm Beach fashion. He had gray hair. He had a pretty uh, lime green blazer and white <laughs> slacks. And not only that, this bloody Ken had a West Highland Terrier, a little doggy. Yeah, he's walking and his little pup. Now, now, Mike and Chris, you hear Sugar Daddy Ken. He's like a rich guy with gray hair. You're obviously thinking an older man who's paying a sexy young woman to be his lover, right? Yeah. That's what I think. Or his but sister. Mattel got her, <laughs> or his sister that the doll was named after. But Mattel got around that by saying, no, no, no. His dog's name is Sugar. So he's Sugar's daddy. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. That's and pretty him and his eh? dog, Sugar, live in a Palm Beach mansion and different girls go to visit him every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also one other really notable Ken in particular, and that would be in 1993, they made something called Earring Magic Ken. Which is <laughs> oh, the that sounds like a character name. you would make up. Yeah. So this Ken wore a m- <laughs> earring magic. When you get, if you're a man and you get an earring, there is a bit of magic in the air. I don't um, know, man. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, That's cool. So this Ken wore a mesh shirt that revealed his abs underneath <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and wore a, a lavender sleeveless vest and a ring pendant around his neck, along with a single earring in his left ear. Well, you know what the ring is good for? Go on. Well, you know. <laughs> hmm. um, now, Mike, you wear a mesh shirt revealing your abs, when, I feel like, when you go out. And a lavender sort of jean jacket. Yeah, this is a good look. <laughs> I'm sitting here, and on the Wikipedia entry, it says, Earring Magic Ken is also unofficially known as Gay Ken and Faye Ken. Well, that's correct because um, LGBTQ Barbie fans really took to this Ken because I guess they thought he resembled a gay man. Um, <laughs> Just because he <laughs> likes to wear an earring? What the hell? Yeah. Well, Dan Savage, famous uh, sex columnist, he he wrote that earring magic Ken. Ken's wardrobe resembled outfits seen at gay raves a few years prior. Uh, And he also brought up that the ring around earring magic Ken's neck really looked like a cock ring. That's what I was hinting at. (laughs) You ever use one of those cock rings, Chris? They should have called him cock ring magic Ken. (laughs) Um, No, I haven't. Do they work well? I don't know, but uh, Mike? He's also... uh, No, I've seen them, though. I'm I'm looking at the back of the earring magic Ken and uh sticking out of the back of his pocket he's got a DVD copy of the Al Pacino film Cruising <laughs> directed oh, by yeah. the late William Friedkin we lost him just recently. Oh. Wow. That's interesting because oh no I guess it was when DVDs were out. Wow. Hmm. Anyway, um you're right and he's also got a copy of another DVD that's just a regular movie because gay guys can like whatever movie a straight guy can like. <laughs> exactly. And that's really good an point. important point. <laughs> really good point. Dan Savage, uh, talking about earring magic, Ken wrote, Queer Ken is the, uh, the high water mark of, depending on your point of view, either queer infiltration of popular culture or thoughtless appropriation of queer culture by heterosexuals. So it wasn't a positive either way. Well, um, I know. I guess queer infiltration of popular culture is good. 
Oh, I just found the word infiltration negative, like how like a Republican would say it. You know, like how they talk about the drag queens now. Right, right. Um, so they actually Sorry. asked a Mattel spokesperson named Lisa McKendall about, like, did you actually give Ken a cock ring? And she said, quote, we're not in the business of putting cock rings into the hands of little girls. It's a necklace. It holds charms he can share with Barbie. Come on. This is a doll designed for little girls. Something like that would be inappropriate. Yeah. Wow. And then she said, tee hee, tee hee. So <laughs> Mattel scrambled to pull the doll down from stores, but not before Dan Savage and thousands of other fans bought their own earring magic Ken. I pictured guys from Mattel really scrambling. <laughs> to grab uh, them so, so is this worth Mattel- a lot of money then, this doll? Because it was like... I be- I bet it is. Right. Uh, and Mattel denied that, that this was designed with gay men in mind, but he was one of the very few mainstream toys at the time that really struck a chord with LGBTQ consumers. So basically, you know, Mattel kind of made Ken look gay and gay fans liked it. And Mattel was sort of like, no, 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 he's not gay. He's not gay. Can I tell you what an earring magic Ken doll from 1992 goes for on eBay right now? Yes. Yes. Great look up. 267 bucks and 55 cents. Damn. Honestly, not as good as I would have guessed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but there's a, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's one actually for $367.88. Different box. No, same box. I don't know why the price difference. Better condition? Who yeah. knows? Better condition. Bigger cock ring. Bigger cock ring. <laughs> um, so even though Mattel denies that they were trying to make a gay Ken. Um, One Mattel employee told Mel Magazine that at the time, the designers of the doll were well aware that Ken's more flamboyant look would lead some to question his sexuality. Quote, I do recall the male Mattel designer, who is married with several children and working on the project, saying to me, quote, they will turn Ken gay with this doll. So, okay. <laughs> they were afraid of earring magic Ken to actually turn gay from his own clothes looking at him. They're turning the Ken dolls gay. Yeah. How did Ken, the real Ken, respond to this? Did he go like, I am, uh, this is not me at all. I uh, <laughs> never wear a mm. cock ring on a string around my neck. In fact, I love uh, movies by Vim Vendors. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> so just a few more things about Mr. Ken here. He held nearly 40 jobs. Astronaut, hamburger chef, country western singer, lifeguard, to name a few. But his most common occupation, well, 12 Kens have held the not-so-flattering job title of Beach Bum. Right. Okay, so now we're getting into the evil. <laughs> oh, Yeah. So is he yeah, living? What was that beach bum? You know, get a job and contribute to society. I won't. <laughs> so <laughs> is he living kind of, off of mm. Barbie's uh, income, basically? Just being he a must have goddamn he's parasite. Living off of Barbie's beach. <laughs> mm-hmm. He must have been. Did yeah, you know you're it? right. He's he is a sh- well. He's a, she's the sugar mommy. She, oh, she's a big time sugar mommy. Barbie had all kinds of good jobs, like astronaut. And, I don't know, better jobs than Ken, put it that way. And he's just kind of her good looking boyfriend who just probably plays damn video games all day. He's like, like on the hey. moon. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how, so like, how was space? 
<laughs> Ken, um, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Mattel like made up a life and times of Barbie and Ken. Like they kind of keep a narrative going about like what's going on with them. That's cool. So according to Mattel, Ken and Barbie met in 1961, filming a commercial. <laughs> And it was love at first sight, and they both hail from the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin. So, wow. there's some. Did you know Barbie was from Wisconsin? She's probably a Green <laughs> Bay Packers fan. Wow. So, do they have a Barbie that wears a parka for half the year? Yeah. Brett Favre jersey. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. That yeah. means this guy. The cheese hat, whatever. Yeah, the cheese head. That means that guys. Ken and Barbie were already a couple when JFK was assassinated? Yeah, I think they got together. Yeah, around that time, sixty-three. I wonder yeah. how they. Oh, I oh, hope they sorry. didn't see that footage. <laughs> wow, They'll they should this. do a remake with the uh, Barbie and Ken. I bet you someone's oh, done that. Their perspective of the JFK assassination. No, probably like <laughs> Barbie is Jackie and. Oh shit! Ken, Ken is, is JFK. JFK. <laughs> now, guys, I ask you a question: When you like a girl, say a girl like Barbie. Mm. And you're sort of trying to woo her and hope that she likes you too. Yes. What's the worst worst thing that could happen? Well, she pulls your pants down and sees you have just a smooth flap of plastic. Yeah. She uh, asks to meet your parents and you have to reveal that you're a beach bum. Close. You, find, you take a, um, a genetic test. You find out that this girl is actually your sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, no. The worst thing, getting friend zoned. Oh, no. God. Oh, isn't that the worst? The worst getting friend zoned? Yes. Been there. What are you Bought getting at, James? About that. Well, in 2004, <laughs> Ken himself got goddamn friend zoned. Whoa, That's, after he's yes. been to the moon with her, made her burgers, sang country music with her, what? Yes. After they did it for years and years, she said to him, we can't do it anymore? Basically, Mattel announced that him and Barbie split up. What? And then they started making all these Barbies that were explicitly single. Right. Fucking bullshit. Was this and during the this. Riot Girl era? Or like, what, what era would this have been? 2004. So, okay. kind of. All right. Kind right. of, isn't it? Oh, that explains the um, Barbie that came with a uh, Seether cassette. <laughs> Baruch Assault. Can't thank Seether. Now, that was like second generation Riot Girl, right, Mike? I get, were Baruch Assault considered that or were they like pop, more poppy? Like, yeah, probably great, not. Great probably tune not. Any, anyway. <laughs> okay, then let's it was the, the you know Barbie's a good got a bikini killed cassette. You know what's a good, I just thought there of a go. really good idea. For a bonus episode, I, I just thought the Baruch Assault girls looked kind of cool and tough, but yeah, maybe. Oh, they could beat no me up for me- sure. Yeah. There was no message. Yeah, they could we beat me up. We should do bonus episodes where you guys <laughs> ruin pick- the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys pick like your 10 favorite songs or something and play clips about them and talk about them. Okay. okay. I think that's cool. And you should build a fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll rub your darn shoulders. Did this single. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess, did the single Barbie make uh, America uh, like go crazy and say, like, this is feminism gone amok. It's going to make our daughters leave their husbands and, uh, you know, go nuts. 
Probably. I didn't read that, but I, I told my it. daughter the other night. Now, I know there's no Ken here right now, but Barbie still really needs Ken in her life, okay? <laughs> um, so when Ken and, Bar- and uh, Barbie were separated, Barbie went on to date a hip-hop-loving Australian boogie boarder named Blaine. Those are the three what? best things, dude. I ask you, if you and your girlfriend broke up, is there a worse guy to hear she started dating than a hip-hop-loving Australian boogie boarder named Blaine? And apparently I... Blaine had, like, so many followers on MySpace. <laughs> I do not Blaine had a wang. like Blaine. So who's Blaine. Hey, Bobby and I are having a great time. She's a real goer. She's a goer? (laughs) (laughs) Bobby's got an amazing body, Ken. (laughs) Um, Bobby, I'm having a great time, Ken. (laughs) Ken, Bobby tells me you never let her watch Dime, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, That's awful that Barbie... you've been hugging Bobby all to yourself, Ken. God, we've been having a great time in bed. That's, <laughs> I think it's dangerous that Mattel was trying to influence America's young women to, you know, to ignore American boys and start dating these Australians. That's dangerous. Boogie borders. Yes. Now, what you hear is not a test, mate. <laughs> he was a rapper, too. Don't forget. Yeah, that's right. I can't rap in Australia. I like Bobby's ass. I really, really do. <laughs> I like Bobby's ass, mate, and I cannot lie again. <laughs> now, here's a... <laughs> How does the Fresh Prince go? How does the Fresh Prince theme now, go? Now, this is a story oh, yeah. all about how. Now, this is a story all about how I ate a Bobby's ass. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so in 2011 uh, Barbie and Ken got back together and Mattel made a big deal about this Mattel made billboards in uh, Times Square of Ken asking Barbie back out and and they changed Blaine's body Mm -hmm. was found not too far from Ken's beach house (laughs) right decapitated Um, god that's not how I wanted it to go Barbie and Ken changed their Facebook status to in a relationship as well oh thank god shit well I you know, we joked about Blaine, but I didn't want it to be that rough, man. I know. I think it was the uh, Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> yeah. Say. Yeah. Got well, to Blaine. Oh, yeah. God. Unfortunately. Um, well, if you want someone gone, there's no better way to do it than copycat it so it looks like the Mexican cartel. I'm blanking on the movie, but there was a movie adaptation of a Cormac McCarthy book with Brad Pitt and Fassbender and Penelope Cruz. And it was about these people kind of stealing from the Mexican drug cartel. And then the cartel does some bad things. (laughs) And there was such a creepy thing where, um, the counselor. Yeah. I've never seen that. It's creepy. It was good though. There's a way that the cartel kills people in that movie where they would put like, um, I guess like uh, the kind of string that cuts cheese or something like that, like sharp string, and they they'd sort of make a loop with it. Oh shit! Put it on a on a little machine that would that goes like tick 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 and kind of tightens it, and then they'd throw it over someone's head, 
and flick the machine on. And then this like string would cut your head off. Anyway, I just thought of that really disturbing movie, but worth a watch. Um, I feel like when you were telling me that the song oh, Hangwire Javier came in Vardem my head. is in it too. What's that? The song Hangwire. Okay, look. Oh, Michael Hangwire. Fassbender hasn't released a movie since 2019, but now in 2023, he's got like three coming out and five in the in production. I bet Fassbender's got a big wang. Well, you can see it in Shame. Shame. But oh, it, I must have known that. Is it real? It is real, right? Head. Is it big? Yeah. It's a hang wire. Love that song. Yeah. You need a few of those little pieces of string to cut off his penis. Let's just say. Really? Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway. Why me? Yeah, it's like fast bend is wang won't cut with just one T string, right? <laughs> Everybody's in Australia now. <laughs> Let's have a cold the Australian, one. The Australian-Mexican drug cartel are trying to cut <laughs> off Fassbender's wang. I need to take a break from cutting off Fassbender's wang, mate. Let's have a cold one. <laughs> um, so they're back together. Cut, Barbie and Ken are, are together to this day. They, have, they, have, they, they, uh, they don't appear to have plans to settle down or start a family. And the New York Times Magazine noted that the fact that Barbie has never had a child remains one of the most radical things about her. Radical. Right. So before we wrap up, um, I just want to touch on the Barbie movie. Uh, so I'm going to give very mild thematic spoilers, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal, but you could skip if you are worried. If you Mike and I could have seen Barbie by now. I mean, come on. It's been out for a while, but we mm. both chose to go see Seven Samurai. Bam, yes. Bam, bam, <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> so in the Barbie movie, uh, there's lots of different Kens. The main one is played by Ryan Gosling, but there's lots of Kens. Simu Liu plays a Ken in it as well. And the Barbie movie really kind of has fun with how useless Ken is. And um, mild spoiler, there's a plot point in the movie where um, Ken sort of realizes he's been overlooked and he kind of gets an opportunity to be sort of a jerk to Barbie and, and kind of gets the upper hand for a bit. Um, so I'll just leave it at that, just to sort of that movie kind of explored, like here's Ken, he's kind of a, how would you say, um, kind of an overlooked boyfriend and he kind of gets his moments for a second. Um, so that's what I wanted to tie in, uh, to, uh, to a visit from the Evilometer. Oh, look at him. He's got a necklace around his neck with some sort of ring. Oh, my oh, God. I'm gonna, hang on. I think I know what that ring is. Let me just walk over to the Evilometer for a second. Yep. It's the kind of ring I thought it was. Oh, my God. And he's unzip those metallic pants for a moment. Evilometer. Just as I thought. Just a, a smooth flap of plastic and no genitals at all, even. And it's got tan lines and there's sand on the bum. <laughs> so my question to you is, I don't know how we want to approach Ken in the Evilometer. Do we do it? Do we do Ken the actual son? Do we do this idea of a man? I think maybe what makes most sense is Ken was kind of o overshadowed by his girlfriend and for a period of time became a bit um 
a bit jerky about. So you're just talking about the Ken from the movie, basically. Yeah, but that sort of, I feel like, embodied the whole ethos of Ken as a doll. Okay. He's overlooked, and then at least in the movie, he just had a little moment where he was a bit... Does he get jealous and sell her out? He... Well, I don't want to reveal too much, but he kind of... Kills he kind her. of thinks, hey, I... <laughs> he's kind of like, hey, you know, maybe this doesn't have to be Barbie's world. It could be Ken's world. Uh, right. Well, so- I'm going to say that that's... I haven't really heard anything evil. So I'm going to say one. Yeah. I'm going to go exactly the opposite end of the evilometer, unfortunately. I'm going to give Ken a nine because I think it is is wrong to date or be in in an intimate relationship with your sister. Oh, true. And I think that he... Uh, needs to support himself financially. Can't just be a beach bum all day. Also, and that uh, he he because he kills Blaine as well. So that's awful. So nine. I'm changing it mine to nine too. I didn't think <laughs> about it. Mike really laid it out. He's probably one of the worst we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nine. I got duped by him. I almost let the evil into my world. Un. Unchecked. <laughs> wow. All right, I'll do nine as well. Whoa, nine, nine, nine. Yeah. Yeah, turn it upside down. Fuck. Yeah. Because you know what? No, I can't do it. I can't even do I can't do it. I can't give him a nine. I can't. Why not? I'm, I'm giving him a one. Okay, I'm giving okay. him a one too. Yeah. I'm going to give him a ten. <laughs> Mike, no. <laughs> nine is the highest I will allow. No, right. I'd um, say all three nines. Nine. I'm sticking with nine. Just do it, James. Oh, God. It feels it feels like I'm breaking covenant. Okay, don't do it if it hurts your stomach. It does. Follow your gut. Follow my gut. Well, this is a rare, wide split between the three. Okay, I'm giving him co-hosts. a five. Okay. okay, one, nine, and five. One, nine, five. Nine, one, five. I'm oh. five. Ooh, almost the barrier code of Mississauga. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we before we go, I just want to reiterate again: check out Evil Men Pod on Instagram and Twitter. There's links there to go to our live show August 24th at 8 p.m. at the Paradise Theater. We got Jackie Pirico there. We got Sean Cullen there. We got more people coming. It's going to be really fun. We're going to be there. Come join us if you're a Patreon member. There's a code on the Patreon page there. You get 15% off. Absolutely. Well, thanks, James, for telling us the shocking history of Ken. That was really fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. And uh, let, I wonder if you guys will see the movie. Oh, I will. Yeah. Also, I'll, wa- yeah, I'll watch it on like TV probably. Um, But it's good in the it theater. It was actually kind of good in the theater, yeah. bizarrely. It just had very... Um, the, the visuals. You were know what? Good. I will watch it in the theater. I yeah, Greta Gerwig did it. She's yep. great. I'll watch it in the theater and I'll wear 3D glasses and have one of those chairs that jostles you about when the action happens. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Love it. So when Ken's like going, "Hey, it could be Ken World," the chair will shake you this way and that, as if like the world is being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go see us uh, live Thursday, August 24th at the Paradise Theater. It's going to be insane. Ken will be there. 
That was a really great episode, guys, of... This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 